This week on the BAMFCAST, we've got a whole lot of podcasts to cram in your ice hold. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 320. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. References. BAMFCAST every day. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm uh, BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Vampcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a debatable bad movie. Quote unquote, quote unquote, bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They got one to five jocks and robot jocks! Robot jocks! Hell yeah, robot jocks. But, however, there can be bad bad movies, as in stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after twilight. Boo. Oh, boo. No thanks, boo. we don't like it. Increasingly culturally unrelevant thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got a um, point. Yeah. You got a point. So, yeah. uh, this episode brings us something, yeah, I'm sure most other people that watch bad movies on talk about them on the internet probably would have covered uh, 100, 220 episodes ago. Air. We watched Air. 1984's The Ice Pirates. Yar. Finally. Yeah. The Hooray. Ice Pirates have come home to the Bamfcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are. Um, so let's get a plot summary for that and talk more about it. In the far future, water is the most valuable substance. Two space pirates are captured, sold to a princess, and recruited to help her find her father who disappeared when he found information dangerous to the rulers. Sure. To mm-hmm. the man, the, the ruler, the yeah. establishment. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Society. Yeah. Yeah. So this one. Uh huh. Ton of Banffcast alums. Ton of them. Yeah. It's director, like an all star Banffcast movie. Director Stuart. Is it Raffle? Sure. We'll go Stuart with that. Raphael. Whatever. Stuart Raffle. Raffle. Uh, of Tammy and the T Rex fame. <laughs> yeah. His most acclaimed picture, Tammy and the T Rex. Thank you for calling it a picture. <laughs> it was a motion picture. picture. Uh-huh. There were pictures was that moved. Was it a moved. flick? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Robert Urich mm-hmm. of Invitation to Hell fame. Damn right. That's number four on his letterbox. It's like, how is Robert Urich? How is that number four for Robert Urich's TV filmography? Actor. Yeah, you're probably right there. Yep. Uh, Angelica Houston of Captain EO fame. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Her most famous role in Captain EO. Right. She yeah. won an Oscar for that, right? <laughs> well, you were previously listening to Bamfcast alums. I'm like, <laughs> I just, we didn't watch Captain EO. I just had we to can't it. watch yeah. Captain EO. It wouldn't take long. No. Uh, John Matusik of One Man Force. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the goodies. Ron Perlman of In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. He's, he had to have shown up somewhere else, right? I mean, the man nope. has like 400 credits, right? Uh, That's it. We did a spoil cast on Pacific Rim. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah but no, he, we just, we haven't done many Ron Perlman things. It's just hmm. kind of worked out that way. Interesting. And also Rockney, Rockney Tarkington uh-huh. of Black Samson fame. Who is he in that? Black Samson. Hell yeah. <laughs> he was the Mopey Zoo Lion. Yes. Not to be confused <laughs> with the Mopey Zoo Lion. Of oh, the drugged up, <laughs> barely conscious Zoo Lion. <laughs> All right. Of the, of the, of the drugged up, barely conscious zoo line. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Rockney. Man, that's a lot of people we have seen before. It is. Huh. This that's movie must cast be pretty of favorites. Good. Has all our favorites in it. Sure. Why not? <laughs> all of them are our favorites. <laughs> but yeah, uh, coming out in 1984, mm-hmm. this is kind of, this feels like the height of studios being like, we need the next Star Wars. Yeah. 
And is it? And you got yeah. It was right after yeah. Return of the Jedi was over, and they're like, Star Wars is done. They're chasing it. Yeah. So it was it was very much that was right around that time where they were like, you got an idea, and you got an FX crew. Let's do this. Yeah. So you could talk a studio into letting you make a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And someone did. Yeah. Which, man, how would you even describe just the style of this movie? It's like, <sighs> it's, it's like if you put, you know, old ancient pirates, like in pirate outfits mm-hmm. in like the Death Star sets, <laughs> along with guys in like night costumes and chain mail and everyone fights with swords, but there's also robots. The bad guys are Templars. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. From they're also space laser. (laughs) (laughs) They're also space guns. They're like laser guns. There are a couple of space guns, but barely anyone has space guns. Yeah, it's all swords swords and and battle axes and shit. It's it's bizarre. Weapons are hard to come by, I guess. And so is water. Yes, that is the main thing. Mm -hmm. Water. People want it. Now, apparently, in space. Water is the least of No one can the hear things. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to- <laughs> Which intro? Uh, uh, is there seven or eight episodes? <laughs> uh, just, I wanted to correct, we have one more Bamcast alum. Ooh. Oh, we do. John Carradine. He was in Shockwaves. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Shockwaves. Wow. Dig it deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll right. just throw that out there. I missed that one. Yeah. Well, John Carradine. Shockwaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was not the guy that got the Ensign Award, though, was he? Oh, no. He oh, no, would have right. still been like 80. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, he, but John Carradine's barely in. He's like a cameo. Right. Yeah. 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 This movie just it, like it, it. You get not a text scroll, but you get a text on screen narrated about mm-hmm. space. That is correct. Yeah. And how space doesn't have water. Everyone wants water. And that's why there's pirates. Uh-huh. Ice pirates, if you will. Yep. Well, it's easier to because transport. that's how you transport yeah. it. Stealing that ice because they're ice pirates. Yeah. Right. But if you transport it as ice, it's like ten percent bigger than if you transport it as liquid. Not in space. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Space Chuck. is cold. Well, no. Yeah. They could, in theory, they could shoot the water out into space, let it freeze in space, and bring it back in, and it wouldn't have any air in it, and it would be the same density. But that's not the that's not the reason that ice. It's because of the crystalline structure. Because of the crystalline structure. Yeah. Well, when water when water forms a um, when water forms into ice because of the way the the structure uh-huh. Uh-huh, freezes, um, that's why it increases in size. I feel like I'm learning. This is why are you doing this right to me? <laughs> but anyway, like, it's ten percent. It's ten percent larger okay. when it freezes. That's it's a they bad idea. They're not hauling hey. anything else. I gotta yeah, tell you, yeah, but water is the most precious resource. If they want to haul, yeah, but there's not more that much of it. Of it. There's so just not enough. Can't, you can't fill up a spaceship with yeah. water. Well, it seems like they had a shitload of water. <laughs> not, not well, enough to fill the, a later on, yes, you're yes, flying through space. <laughs> you want to save some money and wait, <laughs> or not wait, but you want to save trips. Okay, yeah, maybe. And, but yeah, but the idea but is basically ruined the movie is, for me. Five bags. This, this, this galaxy. <laughs> yes. Everything wrong with ice pirates. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, right. <laughs> this galaxy is basically reverse Dune. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, like one yeah. planet has the water and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, right. like, you know, there, there's Mithra is the name of the planet, and it's 
the only place that still has water everywhere else is a dry, barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the ice pirates. Kind are, of yes. like real space. Stealing water. Right. They, yeah. Because, I mean, again, like, you know, any other movie, serious or not, be it Spaceballs or, you know, Dune or whatever, this one planet is controlled. And, the, of course, you've got all the people with all the money and all the robots and the fancy shit live on Mithra yeah. because, well, you know, they have all the money. Mm-hmm. So, of course. They, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, they have natural money because people are using water as a currency. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, after our little intro narration thing, we're kind of just dropped into the middle of Robert Urich's like, hey, check it out. Yeah. Ship. Time Let, to be a pirate. Let's pirate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're going to they're gonna break into the ship that's in the middle of a fleet. Yep. But they're trying to do it sneaky like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, they come busting through the door and like, let's steal some water. And as they're like the beginning of this movie is very much the showpiece of like let's show the goofy robots and a couple of goofy aliens and make lots of wacky noises and talk all over each other thankfully i believe it mostly calms down after that but this like first five minutes is kind of rough nothing is as bad as the first five minutes of this movie first five minutes of this movie is bad like ever you're saying nothing ever or just in this this movie movie. okay the worst part of this movie is the first sure it's the initial crushing defeat of oh god this yeah there was a point where i looked over at chuck and chuck was just like shaking his head going i watched this a thousand times as a child yep what have i done hey as a child an alien shitting on a toilet while pirates walk through the room and each subsequent pirate says hey take care of that yeah it's funny mm-hmm. yeah but and uh, then when they bonk him on the head and he does the thing before falling yeah. over yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's all bad. It's all very bad. The music is bad. The ro- comedy robots are bad. Mm-hmm. The jokes that the pirates are all doing amongst each other are bad. It's just all, all right. bad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bad. But they get on the ship. <clears throat> they end up taking a uh, taking a nanny hostage who looks like a nun almost. Well, she's she dressed, is. She is dressed like a classic English maid. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, all, <laughs> always a classic well, French maid. Just, yeah. yeah. She walks out into the space hallway like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and the pirates are just like, hey, no, come over here. But I mean, we've been introduced to this crew, which is led by Robert Urich and mm-hmm. and Ron Perlman and Angelica Houston are the recognizable people uh, in there, mm-hmm. and they're all wearing. I don't know. It looks like space pirate shit. I mean, they're wearing like what looks like pirate things, but well, it's pretty much just pirate it looks like outfits. Post-apocalypse pirate. Yeah. yeah. Post-apocalypse. Like Angelica Houston is wearing uh, like a cage over her yeah. pirate outfit. Yeah, it's like Mad Max pirate outfits. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, this might be the future. This, I, but they're in space and they're mm-hmm. scrapping together, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, when this lady shows up in the maid outfit, you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't really seen it yet. But like shortly after this, we're like, okay, that's weird. Why is she just dressed like a maid? But yep. we come to find out she's the nanny to the space princess of whatever. I don't know. I, I assume of Mithra. Sure. I mean, because like I guess her dad yeah. was formally in charge of all this shit and mm-hmm. then has dis- since subsequently disappeared and whatever ruling faction has taken over. But she's asleep in, you know, the vape chamber because she's just <laughs> she's in this like glass case thing that's just. Is it you know, full of emotion? Is that what the vape is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vape flavor is emotion. <laughs> but, um, you know, so like he, he gets kind of creepy and like opens up the the uh, cage where, or the, you know, the glass coffin thing that she's mm-hmm. in and just kind of starts poking at her like, oh, you're pretty. You know? yeah. And everyone <laughs> else is like, dude, not again. Yeah. yeah. Come on. And he's like, but we're pirates. Whatever happened to rape and pillage? Right. And we're like, no, Robert, you're like, no. Hey, PG don't, movie, man. Yeah, don't. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> but so he leaves the, the space princess alone and goes about, you know, the rest of his pirating business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we're like very so- shortly after this, we're introduced to the guard of the ship slash Mithra, which is essentially wearing knight armor, like chainmail uh, quaffs things, you know, and like it was just or balaclava if you prefer. I, I do not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I do not. Um, so like, I mean, it's just it's a very weird thing like because as we mentioned there 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 are guns laser guns and stuff like that but pretty much everyone fights with swords mm-hmm. i'm i'm mm-hmm. assuming that also whatever makes gun laser bolts is also a rare resource because everyone just resorts to sword fighting mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so but and and using their robots to do a lot of the fighting yeah i mean it's basically like hey robots get in there and fight they just keep pushing them into things because mm-hmm. the robots are somehow programmed to be cowardly right. like they're, they're just their knees are shaking and they're bumping into each other and so they just have to keep like spinning them around like it's a game of pin the tail on the donkey and then they just throw them in there and mm-hmm. let them knock up against one another yeah uh I, i'd really like to meet the i mean we we looked at the writing credits and like the guy this was the last thing you wrote like pretty much ever i mean except for Stuart raffle i think he wrote a couple other things sure. but um the other screenwriter because like there's a weird almost commentary thing going on that that materializes much better in something like up or not up but a wally mm-hmm. um where it's like that we're almost in this like we- weird place where people have become too reliant on technology because mm-hmm. like they're they're just having robots do really dumb shit super dumb like, it's so, super like, inefficient uh, super inefficient like this robot does this <laughs> and only mm-hmm. this yeah and like so it's like there's almost like this social commentary like i wonder if they were even remotely aware or if it's just they were just like, I don't know, let's make some more dumb robots, mm-hmm. you know, because like, it's just it, like I said, it becomes comical at this point because, you know, the literally they have this like uh, standoff situation where they come into the control room and they're like, you know, you, you know, give us access to the ice or you die, you know, and all this. Mm-hmm. And and when it finally becomes a, a, a fight, I mean, both sides are just comically grabbing the robots and like, go fight robots when mm-hmm. they're both just standing there with weapons themselves, just like. And they're just having this commentary about the robots. Like, they're almost even talking to each other. Like, yeah, they're complaining about how much they paid for these crappy robots. Well, I mean, they're almost complaining, like, with the people they're fighting with. Like, ah, these fucking robots. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, (laughs) this sucks. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. Mm. And all it, all it basically does is it devolves into your classic, like, oh shit, now everything's been alerted. So let's get the fuck out of here Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, all of this, like, nonsense is going on with the robots and the aliens and all this crazy stuff. And we, you know, we see the space knights, and then they've um, got these weird, like not even blonde, like almost white-haired servant people, and on mm-hmm. the ship running certain consoles. And we find out a little bit later what the deal is with them. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like they're running out, and Robert Garrick's like, uh, "All right, hold on one second. You know, you go on without me, load up the ship, and let's get out of here." And he goes and basically steals the princess. Mm-hmm. Yep. And which. They- which doesn't last long. No, the, I think they get on their ship and like get out and then almost immediately like because they were surrounded by a star field of ships, mm-hmm. they're like, get them. And they do. <laughs> yeah. Ba- what happens is they split the ship into three pieces that mm-hmm. each take off in different directions. Yeah. And his is the one in the middle that gets captured. Right. And so it's yeah. basically. Him. It's like a saucer separation. They, they send the, the carrier yeah. thing and, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, they're going to stay behind with the part they fight. Yeah. yeah. Fight. It's all made up at planet. 10, and Robert uh, Urich, whose name is Jason. In the movie, mm-hmm. cool space name yeah. Bob, yeah. Well, and then well, uh, like spacing, and basically a second in command Roscoe, who's played by Michael D. Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, who's not a Banff Cast alum, so that's what? why we didn't mention him earlier. Bummer. But not yet. But yeah, now. exactly. But yeah, he and Roscoe basically get captured by everyone, and the princess is just <laughs> like, "All right, you know, 
All right. This is, I, I guess this is done. Yeah, yep. I, guess, I guess we didn't really mention the princess is played by Mary Crosby. Yeah, Bing Crosby's daughter. Mm-hmm. So, totally. Yeah. Also a murderer. She didn't know. <laughs> she shot attempted murderer. Also an attempted murderer. She shot JR, but she didn't kill him. <laughs> right. Yeah. JR lived. And In he her also, heart, he she also was a murderer. Shoot the deputy. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so they get captured and taken, and we go down to the surface of the planet. Mm-hmm. They're in a cage. Yeah. We're with John Matusik. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's basically bar- uh, bargaining for some of their, like, they give him, like, a splash of soup, they soup. call it. Mm-hmm. Soup. I mean, it's probably it, Snowpiercer I, soup. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's yeah. just, ugh. he's basically just walking by with a ladle, just, like, giving him, like, three drops in each bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, I'll give you this fat gold chain for just a small bit of your soup. Yeah. And finally, he agrees, and, like, comically, there's a guy in the cage. He's like, where's my necklace? Yeah. I'll kill the guy who took my necklace. And, mm-hmm. yeah. so, so, I don't know. Yeah, we're introduced to this society that where they're basically, they're all going to be castrated and made into slaves. Mm-hmm. Castrated and, and lobotomized. Yeah, lobotomized too. And lobotom- okay. So just really <laughs> shells of human beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They won't be able to think on either end. Nope. And they kind of, <laughs> they take this pretty, all right, whatever. They're very much like not. Too stressed out about it. At maybe first. they didn't know what the word castrate meant. Yeah, because <laughs> because it seems like they they're seem just kind of like, calm about it. Yeah. They also seem like they figured that they would get out of it somehow. They're like, oh, we're we're gonna get out of this. They read the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, they, there is the movie. The, the guy like they're all the guys are constantly strapped to basically a conveyor belt where they're you know they're bolted down on the on their backs and they're just being fed in and there is a giant. Thing that it looks like the mousers from uh from Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. where it's just big metal teeth going chomp chomp, and that's when they realize, oh crap, that's coming for my junk. Yeah, but like this assembly line the, of wait, making a- these things is fun because like some dudes come up with like cutters yeah. to cut off their clothes, oh, and yeah. they're just arguing about like how the company has not paid them overtime. Mm-hmm. And Robert Gierke's like, guys, can you talk about this later? But he straight up got like hedge clippers. Yeah. Like the one guy yeah. that's oh, cutting yeah. his clothes off. They're totally. not on, but he's just, it's making yeah. noise. And yeah. And then they get to like a lady who puts like shaving cream on him and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, thanks. And then they get, they get to the next section, which is the dude <laughs> who's going to shave him. It's and it's so just good. this 90 year old guy whose just hand is just with the straight razor <laughs> yeah. just shaking. And Robert Gierke's like, about that. oh God. There's a really good shot where it's just, you just see the, the straight razor coming at him like, uh, uh. yeah. Yeah. And you also see that the guy in front of him is like all like his face is cut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, pretty good, actually. And, you know, then he gets to some ladies who are like, you know, he's hitting on them. And it's like, hey, you want to you want to do anything later? And they're like, oh, I don't think you'll be up for it. Ha ha. And he's like, yeah, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, then that's, that's when, when you see the chopper. That's when he looks down and sees the giant metal teeth. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they're like, you just hear every like four seconds. You hear this blood curdling <laughs> scream right. from off screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he, so he, of course, does the blood curling scream, goes through a doorway, and then suddenly the princess is there mm-hmm. and says, just pretend like everything's happening. And <laughs> just, I'll, I'll explain will, later. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I'll explain later, but pretend like this is all, like, we went through with all this. Yeah. And, like, oh, okay. You know, and his partner, uh, Roscoe, goes through as well. And, you know, same kind of thing. She's like, yeah, just go along with just it. Play along. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just, movie doesn't waste any time. It's like, all right, we're into where you would be shipped off after all this was done. Which is basically they're being fitted for their weird little white unitard things that they're wearing, <laughs> and like the future unitards with that sweet '80s font. <laughs> yeah, but they they now have like 
basically they're they're almost like white afro wigs but they look like oopa loopas yeah but not colored yeah orange (laughs) they look like their normal skin color but they're albino wigs basically but i mean it's like you know eyebrows i guess it's supposed to like you know someone heard about powdered wigs and you know in that time period but had never actually seen one yeah and they're just like i don't know that makes it fancy right so this was like their poor attempt at that, but like sure. they stripped all the personality away from them to make them subservient to sure. greater people. But their eyebrows are also the stark white mm-hmm. as well, right. mm-hmm. and so it's just funny. Like, attention to detail. Well, we get to see you know both Robert Urich and Michael Roberts like this, and it's just like I don't know. They just look really goofy, and mm-hmm. but immediately like they're having to play along with it. So like there's a there's a shopkeeper or whatever because they're basically in a store now, getting ready to be mm-hmm. sold. And the shopkeeper's like, you know, how does it fit? And they're like, very well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get some of that that joke kind of thing for a while. And, of course, they get lined up to, you know, be put on display. And, of course, the princess and her nanny comes in, thankfully no longer wearing, like, the old maid's outfit. But Not now. Yeah. She brings it back later. Yeah. But, but you know, they, they go, they, you know, they mess around with a, lo- a little bit about, you know, who, which one should we want even though they know which one two they're going for mm. obviously but they, she just makes a point to insult him she's like right. this one's not as strong as the others and he's yeah. not as tall and he's obviously older yeah yeah <laughs> to which robert yurk just gets to mug at her be like uh-huh yeah whatever get on with it but yeah i mean and, and then they have to serve at the world's sweetest party Space the 80s sweetest party. space 80s sweet party man it's just it, it's like it starts with like this group of faces in the camera of two people wearing masks and then they take the masks off to reveal they've got mask face paint on mm-hmm. and then it's like this weird like 80s hipster royal ball of some bullshit where everyone's dancing with their hands and it's just and people are getting high by electrocuting their heads and like getting literally high getting high means yeah. that they get to float to the ceiling and be like, mm-hmm. man, this is the best. Do you want? I would any? go to that party and yeah, I would do yeah. whatever electro forehead <laughs> yeah, thing they're doing. It's like a fizzy lightning drink. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yeah, they're just hanging I'm out. All about that new <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew fizzy lightning drink. It would be lightning, lightning. Yes. yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what but I'm going to call one... it when I invent it in the oh, future. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to work on that. Yeah. But Robert Yurik, he, he's, he's handing out drinks, but he has to play along, of mm-hmm. course. But the girl's like, hey, do you want to try it? And he's like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm working. Mm-hmm. And and the girl floats up, and he just kind of sits there staring up her dress as she floats up. And yep. the princess comes by and taps him on the shoulder. He's like, you don't care about that stuff anymore, remember? He's like, yeah. He's but, like, yeah, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. And eventually they... They meet up with John Matusek, who they did not know had escaped, but he's disguised as a robot in a suit sort of, of in like the he's, storage he, room. He's in the storage room with all the robots, but he's just wearing like the traditional suit of armor. Kind of the helmet, at least, is hundred <laughs> yeah. percent like it's just knight suit of armor because he's just jousting like, bullshit. Open yeah, it's one, it's one of those full face ones with the little yeah. you know yeah. window that you can open, so so he can keep doing that. Like, hey guys, it's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like demanding they bring him food. Yeah, it's like, can you bring me a sandwich or cake? <laughs> anything <laughs> with sugar. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, anything with sugar. Yeah, and they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, you're good at escaping, but you're still just mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, but then at a certain point, uh, the princess is like, hey, I got you here because I I want to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to take me somewhere, and but they don't want to let me go, so. Basically, let's make a break for it. Because yeah, at some at some point, like it's like make a break for it. Motorcycle crash. Pick up motorcycle. Let's all get on motorcycle. Well, let's go. Because we didn't mention like the I, I, his. I don't, I don't know what his uh, name is in the in the movie, but basically, there's fancy 
space pimp guy. Zorn. Zorn? Is yeah. that okay? Um I how to describe this guy? Uh he looks like the king on a playing card. Uh, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, okay. Like a space he's got version like this, of that. Yeah, like a space version. Like he's got like the super broad shoulders mm-hmm. that like cut in and then just like a very angular. I, I don't even know how to describe it, yeah. but it's almost like wearing like the draping capes type stuff that, you know, if you looked at a playing card and was like, that guy just walked in the room. That's probably what this guy looks like to you. Mm-hmm. Sweet hat. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, but, uh, he's, he's almost got like a bad Pope guy hat. in the movie. Yeah. The most, Im- I think the most imp- impressive thing about his outfit is that, you know, it's got like the sweeping shoulder things that kind of go up into a point, but mm-hmm. then he's got like four layers of them. Like, yes. it, it's just like, it's this cascading thing off his shoulders. Anyway, basically whenever he sh- uh, shows up on screen, it's just like, holy shit, that guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you may not know a thing about his personality, but you just look at how he's dressed. It's like, okay, that guy, but he's at the party and he, I, I guess he kind of gets hip to what's about to go down mm-hmm. because yeah. he sees her kind of like talking to the you know, to the, you know, her quote unquote slaves now. Yeah. And he's like, wait a second. And she just kind of like, they start walking towards the door and he basically calls the guards in and, and mm-hmm. it, it just becomes like a run and bonk people on the heads and run yeah. out. Yeah. And they get outside and uh, John Matuzek is like, Hey guys, wait for me. And basically clotheslines a guy off a space motorcycle. <laughs> and, Three of them jump on the motorcycle, and John Matuzak is like running, like he's also going to fit on this motorcycle, which he's not. Nope. And he tries. He trips and falls and and grabs onto something that they're wearing, and grabs onto her. I think she has like, like some sort of cape thing. Yeah. yeah. Cape. But anyway, he basically just starts. They take off and are dragging him in this full suit of armor behind the bike. Yep. So, so and then the space cops show up mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. And they're just in this police car with spikes on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And they start driving through a space food court. Uh, there's a, there's a rope we're briefly introduced to a robot family. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets murdered. Who are immediately murdered. The wife and the baby robot well, are murdered. The baby robot gets run over by the, the motorcycle. Yep. And then the wife robot gets run over by the cop car and they take a moment to linger on the remaining robot. who's just like my robot family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's horrible. You killed them all. Yeah. It's, it's the Which, I vow revenge. <laughs> you know, it's kind of been the, the thing here lately to, do another part to a long dormant series. I want to write a space, uh, an ice pirate sequel. That's about <laughs> space sequel that, that robot taking revenge, taking revenge. Yep. on Mithra. So like, they don't even, like the ice pirates don't even have to be in it. Cause like, they're just going to be chilling off, you know, where they're going later in the movie, mm-hmm. but this will just be like, you know, like it opens on like that robot tying, <laughs> a, like <laughs> well, it, tying the it rising sun bandana around his head. I'd be okay with that. And like drawing uh, his katana. And he's like, <laughs> no, yeah. Victory. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he has to like you know roll up, meditate, and think back to this moment. So that's yeah. why you get to show the clip from the original yeah. movie. That's, well, that's when that's when he looks, get the rights to the clip. That's, that's when he's he's <laughs> it's MGM. I think that's when he's that. rolling well, towards the door with samurai sword in hand mm-hmm. and <laughs> looks towards the mirror one last time, and the mirror mm-hmm. fades into that scene mm-hmm. of that motorcycle wheel going through his child. Yeah. He also, for some reason, has and then a you newspaper see the- article up on the mirror that has a photograph of the exact yeah. moment of when it happened. Right. Actually, I think he and then you be- see his grip tighten on the katana, and he's- <laughs> he should be wearing armor that's made of his far- former. <laughs> no, because that obviously will not protect you from shit. Yeah. So shattered like rice paper. It's just a sash then. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Former family, like a two two nuts on a on a go on two, <laughs> as in nuts and bolts uh, um, on, no. a, on a chain around his robot neck. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna write, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work family. on that screenplay here soon. Pretty so. good. All right. yeah. Look forward to We're it. All, I'm working on our Ice Pirates fanfic. <laughs> yeah. You call it fanfic, I call it potential screenplay. Uh, okay. It's not really a sequel yeah. to the Ice Pirates, but it takes place in the same universe. Yeah. Okay? It's part of the Ice Pirates cinematic universe. We're paying so. tribute to the Ice Pirates. We're not remaking the Ice Pirates. Yeah. It's a quasi-sequel uh, slash con- uh, congruent to the original piece. Mm-hmm. It's a side story. Yeah. yeah. It's It'll be called Robot Murder, an Ice Pirate story. You know? Yes. <laughs> robot Revenge. How about yeah. that? Yeah, Robot Revenge. A, an Ice Pirate's Much better ring to it. Tale or yeah. story. <laughs> ice Pirate's Tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with the Star Wars thing. Uh-huh. The yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All that happens. Uh-huh. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. Like, they're... They eventually just... They get away. They well, get to the ship. They're fast-fiving through this food court with, with John Matuzek as, as, as in the role of the safe. And so like, <laughs> they go through this... Yeah. Know, they're basically just taking shit out using him. And then, I don't know, the movie's just like, ah, fuck it. We're done with this little chase scene. Well, yeah. They, well, they, they eventually, like... Robert Urich gets away with the princess. Mm-hmm. And the other two guys, uh, John Matuzek <laughs> and Roscoe, are just like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah. And they're, like, trying to find a ride and all of a sudden a literal pimp bot comes up to them and is That's like right. check yeah. out them titties <laughs> no he walks up he's like hey blood do you want to see some titties yeah, yeah. he's got a computer screen in his chest that has the potential of this <laughs> woman on screen to show mm-hmm. some titties yep and they're like no no that's okay and they're like not right now man yeah. and he's like no but i can take you there Sweet yeah. titties. Yeah. Full transportation and like, and is like, included. They're like, wait, what'd you say? Transportation? <laughs> all right, we're He's in. He's like, yes. Yes, and titties. Titties. <laughs> like, all right, sweet. <laughs> okay, bloods, follow me. <laughs> just, yep. Oh, it's bad, and, but, but it, yeah. Yeah, and then the next scene is they're all on the ship getting out of town. <laughs> I just realized the name for that robot, Johnny Jive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's alive. Yeah, there, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, but then they're in space, and they're like, "All right, like we got away." Yeah. And then they do a closet gag where Roscoe opens the closet, and all the shit falls out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Ah, look, things." And shit. then, yeah, because later there's an egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we see some things fall out of there, and you mm-hmm. know, one of them is like some sort of egg thing like a critter's egg mm-hmm. mm. but we don't get to know what it is just yet not yet more, more hijinks first yeah okay <laughs> because um basically they all well all you know it's the three guys uh the maid and the the princess are all on the, on the ship and they're arguing about where to go and what the plan is and she's like i need to get to this planet i need to find this guy do you know who he is and robert york's like yeah old friend of mine he lives over on this planet well still no, water no, no problem and uh she's like great uh Take me there. And he's like, well, yeah, but what about like money and stuff? And well, they've got a ship full of water. And she's yeah. like, well, I got all this water. And he's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it's on my ship. We have all this water. Mm-hmm. So but the maid had slipped her a gun at one point, like mm-hmm. don't basically saying like, don't take any shit off of them. And yep. so she pulls a gun on him mm-hmm. and, you know, they must have seen Dallas because they took it serious. Yeah. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. So basically Not the best shot with that. <laughs> basically, you know take me there and they're like all right i guess this is your ice so we'll do it yeah. oh also if you if you try to mess with the ice or do anything i've rigged it to make the ship self-destruct so mm-hmm. bye <laughs> yeah yeah so they they head to this planet mm-hmm. but before they get there this egg starts to hatch yeah oh, they've apparently yeah. been flying for a while and the egg hatches yeah and it's a it's a thing. It's a little worm creature. That... Well, it's a pretty... I mean, it, it's just... It's refreshing to me at this point. I mean, when you go back and see movies like this to see practical effects. Yeah. I mean, when most of this is like 
cardboard robots and shit. You know, this one's like, mm-hmm. they're actually like trying, like somebody was like, no, man, I can do this. Yeah, this is a gooey thing yeah. poking out of an egg. And it crawls over to Roscoe and <laughs> just yeah. starts snacking well, on his back. <laughs> it's like, a, I mean, it almost looks like, you know, like a larva type thing, but it's got giant teeth on the front of it. It almost looks like it has a little face on the front of it, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a, it's like, like Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. face. On it. Yeah. <laughs> but like inside the teeth, which doesn't make any sense. It's more like the teeth are just like, get in my mouth. Yeah. Well, it's got like That's a weird, like, <laughs> its teeth are arranged in a like saw blade pattern perpendicular to its body. And then it has a face in front of that, sure. which also might have teeth. I don't know how these <laughs> things work, but no, I mean, I'm not. not a space expert, really. <laughs> so basically, this is like, you know, an alien xenomorph's tongue. Like, if sure. it existed as a yeah. thing, it would be this. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it breaks out of here and basically immediately goes over to Roscoe and starts, like, gnawing on his back. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up and is like, what the hell? It's like, did you put that thing on me? And he's like, what What thing did I put on you? And he's like, that thing. And he's like, oh, man, you're bleeding on your back. And then next thing you know, Robert York's like, ah! Yeah. And he's, he's got it on his arm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And... Like, oh, man, what was that? They, they chase it away. So, like, you know, it, it scurries away off into, you know, and they lose it. And so they go over to the manifest and they're looking through the manifest. It's like, yeah, it was in container like 28B or something like that. He's like, oh, 28, 28B. Yeah, it's a it's a space herpy. Space herpy. Um, so the ship now has space herpes. Yeah. Space herpes. Space herpes. Sperpies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's funny because John Matuzak comes in. And he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like, the ship has space herpes. And he, like, stops touching the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Which just, yep. like, yep. yeah. But that's basically the end of this bit for now. Sure, yeah, for it's now. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, know, whatever. we got space herpes. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, Let's go down to These things happen. pirate planet. Yep. Planet of pirates. are going to get a lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the this. So <laughs> well, they know Wars that they're going to meet up with the with the rest of their crew. Right. Yeah. They're they're, they're all meeting they back there. up at the yeah. space bar. Yeah. I don't know. Did they just did this, did this guy happen to be on the same planet they were already going to meet up on? Or yeah, that that was the Probably. rendezvous point. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It just so happens that the dude that what's her face is looking for is fifty yeah. miles out. From but they land in what is essentially <clears> like the you know the the big city or whatever town mm-hmm. where they land mm-hmm. and they meet up with the crew and there's, there's hijinks going on. Like they're, they're basically on a tram and there's just two ladies like fist fighting in the street and they're all just like, Ooh, what is this? There's just street urchins everywhere. Yeah. Just everyone's fighting for whatever. Like they can. one guy's getting his shoes polished, but, but like, you know, he can't get it more spit shy because it's a form of water. And so he's like paying the guy. He's got some like rag full of water and he's just like, the guy's got a cup falling around. He's just like squeezing out a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, this is the society we live in where yep. we're paying with water. Yep. But some guy notices them. Mm-hmm. He flips up his sweet shades. Yeah. Well, it's the same guy who's getting his look. boots yeah. polished. To yeah. get a better look. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get to the bar and that's where Angelica Houston and, and uh, Ron Perlman are just chilling. They're like, Oh, Hey, you made it. Sweet. Yeah. And everyone shakes Ron Perlman's hand, which we didn't mention earlier, got chopped off in the first scene and then oh, yeah. just reattached kind of whatever. You know, it's space. Yeah. They can yeah. do those things. It, it was great. After but the battle, they, they brought it back to him and he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. He was very happy to <laughs> yeah. have it. But yeah. everyone shakes his hand and keeps breaking the hand. And like, I don't know if they tear it off or well, what he happens, does. A, but... He does a bit when... um. Who was it? Like, I guess Robert Yurick walks up to shake his hand. Yeah. And, like, he goes to shake it. And, like, the hand comes off. He's like, what? Yeah. And he just, like, pops out his real hand. He's uh-huh. like, good as new. Ha, ha, ha. But then John Matusek shakes his hand. Just like. Yeah. It's like. And somehow they all know John Matusek, like, immediately. Uh, he he just he looks like a happy-go-lucky. He's, he's big... a pirater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's on board, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not in chains with them. So he, mm-hmm. they must be part of the crew now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe they spent they sent forward a space email. Yeah, a speed mail. Yes. Hey, we got this guy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's uh but they sit down, they're like, All right, here's the plan, we need to find this dude. Do we know anybody who can find him? And Angelica Houston's like, Yeah, the frog lady <laughs> over there, frog guy, whatever it is over there can yeah. help us out. Yeah. That has has land transportation. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only way we can get there. Yeah. yeah. So he does he goes through a whole thing, he's like, All right, you know, princess, you gotta go over there and, you know, make like you care and you're interested in him and make him think that, you know, we're gonna you know, you're going to do things as long as you get a ride. Mm-hmm. And so she walks over there and is just like, you know, being all, well, she, well, she's all offended. She's first. offended at first, but then she walks over. And she's like, whatever, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. And Robert and, York's just like, ha ha. Yeah. Good luck. And Angelica Houston's like, that was me. And he's like, yeah, she deserved it. But she's over there like being kind of coy and pointing back at Robert York and then walks back over and she's like, yeah, that's a, that's a lady and she fancies you. So why don't you go on over there? Go take care of it. Go take care of it. Mm-hmm. Which he does. Yeah. But then that's when Black Samson shows up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he because Black Samson has met with the <clears throat> other dude, the sunglasses guy. And right. The guy's like, guy uh, <laughs> describes it as okay. The group over there, the one with Robert Urich and the N word, yeah, which he says to <laughs> to Black Samson, who gives him a look like, "I'm Black Samson. Yeah, I'm gonna kill like, you. <laughs> I'm gonna sick my mopey freaking <laughs> lion, space lion, <laughs> space lion on you if you say that again. Yeah. Dumb shit." And he's like, he's uh, like the oh, black yeah, gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. But he goes over the table and he's like, he's like, goes to the princess. He's like, I'd like a dance. I'm just, just like, nah. I'm going to pause and say, just remember, this is a PG movie. That, that scene yeah. just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. there this is after Space the, Herpes and space all that. Space Herpes There's more and stuff the N later word. on. Yeah. 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 But uh, so. <laughs> I can't imagine parents <laughs> just uh, <laughs> not screaming for a PG-13 rating. Mm. Just please something. Well, it was pretty much this year that it happened. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But man, they were pushing the boundaries. Think about a, think about a PG movie today. Mm-hmm. Oh God, they don't exist. It's just you know, it's just a Morgan Freeman movie about the dolphins, and mm-hmm. there may be a scene of animal peril. That's why it's PG. <laughs> yeah, this movie's got space herpes and the N word in it. Yeah, and that's not even the worst. <laughs> well, yeah, it's and got the, the N word light, and it has a pimp robot going, "Come yeah. check out these titties." <laughs> titties. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so, but yeah, so he's like, "I'd like a dance." And she's like, "No, nah, I don't think so." And the other dude's like, "No, I think you need to you need to dance." He pulls out his sword, and mm-hmm. that's when Angelica Houston's like, "No, that's a bad idea." Yeah, and ends up basically sword fighting that guy who like knocks off her chest piece thing. Yeah, like like some little diamond or something that yeah. she had. Well, the implication is this sword is really really sharp because he goes to their metal table yeah. and just waits there a second and then he goes and falls in like five pieces. Yeah, and he yeah. cuts off like her chest plate thing and thing goes flying off and yeah. so she's like, yeah, well, I'll yeah. just do Here's this fancy move. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She goes, how's that feel? Yeah. And he goes, oh, and then his neck starts bleeding and then his head falls off. <laughs> well, he leans back and then he's going to lean forward to nod and then as he leans forward to nod, his head just tumbles off of his body. Right. And so, she's like, yeah. yeah. So we we have a beheading in our PG movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then she... uh are we Holds. sure this is actually PG? Did it, anybody yes, check? Yes. There's, yes. there's nothing else it could be yep. <laughs> at the time. But yeah, so then she she goes Rated to Black 1982 Samson. 1982 PG. Yeah. Yep. But she goes to Black Samson and basically slices up his face, slices the eye patch off his face. Well, she just holds the sword him on him first and says apologize. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm very sorry for what I did. And then she's like, eh, slash, slash, slash. Mm-hmm. Slashes his face up. She's like, I didn't, you didn't sound sincere. Yeah. And he was like, well... Yeah. Like, I'm very sorry. We didn't mention he also has this pet parrot that has no feathers except for its head. Yeah, that's weird, which, man. Which makes me wonder or hope 
that that's like some sort of condition that can happen to a parrot it's rather really than they're like weird. let's pluck this parrot i think they found it in that condition there's there's, there's no way yeah. they d- actually did that yeah because by then you had animal protection yeah, there yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a condition it. that happens to. Yeah. to Only play. because, like, what in the 50s they were murdering, you know, horses by the score when they yeah. were making gladiator movies and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, 50s, what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, knock that shit off. It was yeah. a horse apocalypse right. back it, then. It was. But anyway, so the cut to there in a soapbox derby car, powered by giant solar panels, heading mm-hmm. towards wherever the fuck that is they're going. Yeah. Yeah, Frog Lady's yeah, Frog Lady's yeah. taking him there while hitting on Robert Yurick. He's right. like, "Don't worry, we'll have well, time for all that." Frog Lady, who also talks like this, you yeah, know? <laughs> talks yeah. like a frog person would probably mm-hmm. talk. Super hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> she she licks him with a cartoon tongue at yeah. one point and yeah, asks him to be careful. And... But they get out to Sweetwater, mm-hmm. which is in the middle of the desert and has population one. Trespassers will be violated. Yeah, that's a weird disclaimer. (laughs) That's like the mixing of two disclaimers to come up with the worst disclaimer. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, so they wander around and, you know, there's all these ducks and and donkeys and pigs and shit everywhere. Mm, uh, Frogs and dogs and chickens and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And eventually they stumble upon this old man and they're like, "Uh, wait, you're not guy. And he's like, yeah, well, went through a time warp. Lost yeah. 20 years. Now I'm old. Yeah, his name's Lanky Nibs. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yep. Why would it not be? Yep. They say that five or six times in the movie, and you're just like, really? That's a name? Yeah. Lanky Nibs? But, but he immediately knows that the princess is, you know, the king's daughter. It's yeah. like, she's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, well, you got his, you got his looks. You got his manner. But Robert Urich's <laughs> still like, how the fuck are you like old now yeah and he's like yeah the time warp man like yeah. 20 seconds is like 20 years yeah. in there it was, just, it was just a jump to the left mm-hmm. yeah time warp yep <laughs> but he but he, he basically says you know if you're gonna go through that thing you got to have it exact because if you're off you can just get lost in time forever and you're screwed yep and i'm lucky i got back and i look like this uh-huh. yeah and then bad guys show up yeah and then he's like well you know they followed you here right which we also didn't didn't mention the scene where uh, our guy who's dressed like a playing card king meets with the actual like leader or whatever John Carradine. guy, which is John Carradine, mm-hmm. who is like in practically like an iron lung type thing and can barely move and basically says, oh, you let her get away, right? And he's like, yep, everything's going according to plan. Yep. So we totally let her go. We know exactly where they are. Yeah. So we know that something's going on there. And yeah. he says, well, they're coming for you. And we don't realize, you know, we're like, oh, well, I guess they're coming to cash that check now. But no, it's just uh, Patch, yeah. Black Samson, and his crew are just there to collect a bounty or something on Well, they on said, them. Robert Yurick said earlier, there's a $2 million bounty on them. Mm. So got a gang yep. of dudes together on their Mad Max mobile. To yep. the- <laughs> so this is very much a Mad Max scene where it's like, all right, we're going to trash this campsite that you made. Yeah, and they're on this vehicle that has two giant wheels that aren't actually doing anything Mm -hmm. uh, that are painted like eyes. They're hanging out looking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a giant skull on the front of this thing kind of bounces around as this thing. Rubber skull. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, for a thing. It's, you know, it it, looks cool. It looks cool, but you could tell like they just put a bunch of foam rubber bullshit on this. Yeah, it was like (laughs) on this Jeep. You guys probably needed a couple more days to finish this, (laughs) but you don't have it. But it's all right. I mean, you don't see stuff like this in any movie. It's good enough. (laughs) Sure. It's fine. 
Uh, so they, they basically blow up every tent they can find, and then mm-hmm. they sort of blow up their soapbox derby car with Frog Lady in it. Well, they blow her up. Because they're able to get in the thing and just drive off. Well, they do after. Like, yeah. they shoot it first and kill the frog lady. Yeah. And then apparently that fire goes out immediately because they they eventually get to it. Yeah, they just hop right it. in and drive it. Yeah. But not before uh, What's-His-Face dies, right? Like, he gets his back broken or something, right? Yeah. Like, he just has, a, like, a final dying moment. Like, you know, you gotta go well, here and quit. Uh, start the reactor. He yeah. kind of does after. Like, like oh, they, get, after? they get they get them all on the ship and they're on the... On the oh, did he die on, on the, their ship? Okay. On the buggy. Mm-hmm. And then he, he uh, Robert Urich eventually gets in a fight with some dude and gets dragged behind it, Indiana Jones style. Yep. And then his way of the other guy, he basically kicks the guy off. So the guy gets run over and everyone in the other car like has to run and look at the dude, you know, getting mashed. <laughs> so then Robert Urich lets go, slides next to the car, grabs like stabs his sword into the wheel. Mm hmm. And the next shot is him just like jumping up onto the side yeah, as if he's wheel. just used the wheel to catapult himself up. Yes. And then he just pushes everyone yeah. off this thing. <laughs> and he runs along <laughs> pushing everyone off the side. <laughs> and then eventually like tells Black Samson, he's like, oh, well, got to go. See you later. Mm-hmm. And then Black Samson crashes into some thing that's there, which Fuel. immediately, yeah, which immediately <laughs> blows, blows up and then blows up his giant chariot deal. Yeah. And that's when they when they get over to the to uh, Lanky, Lanky Nibs, Lanky Nibs, <laughs> who's who is dying then because mm-hmm. of whatever happened. And that's when he's like, "You need to go to get the thing and find the Dagobah seventh system. planet." Yeah, the seventh planet. It's legendary planet that's spun out of our solar system mm-hmm. and has a lot of water on it. The so. Seventh world or something. I can't seventh remember. planet is what do you call it? Seventh yep. planet. Seventh planet. I thought it's they called the it the seventh, seventh world. Did Pretty they? sure they called it the seventh world. Okay. Whatever. Either way. That's important. Okay. We don't want well, our listeners to get confused. <laughs> it's a weird number. More than we yeah. already confused. Yeah. So they're like, okay, sorry you died, dude. So well, they're not saying solar system. They're saying galaxy, yeah. which is a lot bigger. Okay. But I don't yeah. know. Right. Anyway. But they, because they, of what I, I, you know where I'm going with yeah. that. Well, they walk back, and the, the donkeys and the pigs have decided to come along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember them loading them up, but yeah, no. they, they're Or the driving back to the place to go get them. No, they yeah. walk back. You see them walking back, and the oh, donkeys okay. are just kind of trotting around them. And yeah. just Well, like, to be fair, I, they're two like, little donkeys, like miniature, yeah. like Shetland donkeys. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and little tiny baby pigs. Yes. Yep. Little baby pot belly mm-hmm. pigs. And they just take them on the ship. And there's yeah, a couple of weird scenes of robots feeding them. And yeah, yeah this is and, and part what, of the scenes I was talking about earlier. Cause like there's dumb shit where like, is this where they have the dinner party thing? Yes. Okay. So there's a point where Ron Perlman is now cooking them before them, <laughs> not cooking them. That would be weird. Um, not, not the pigs and shit, but like they're, they're cooking for, for them. And like, he's doing this whole weird voice thing. I don't know why space Julia child. Yeah. <laughs> um, carrots, <laughs> put them in here, but he's got like, robot arms and shit that do nothing but like stir stuff in the kitchen that's what yep. this is what i'm saying there's like there are arms that come out of there that are just for mixing yeah there are arms over the dinner table that have no purpose other than to just pour drinks right it's all it's really, pretty good life it's crazy dumb right mm-hmm. but uh all it really serves is he brings out what looks like a giant chicken or turkey mm-hmm. to the table and everyone's like mm, yummy and he's like yeah we spent all this money that you know spent some of water money and got this sweet meal we're gonna have and they're just about to carve into the turkey and that's when that's when the space herbie comes busting out of the turkey to which the the nanny maid sees it first and it's like you know just gives out the goodness gracious (laughs) right you know and everyone just like freaks out and you know it's the comical version of the alien dinner table scene pretty much 
and they, they get into this weird argument of, you didn't tell me there were space herpes. Those are dangerous. And Robert Urich's like, not as dangerous as you think. Ha yeah. <laughs> But they also go, how long did you know about this? And yeah. he goes, he goes, oh, we just found out at the same time that Roscoe says a couple days ago. Yeah. And they both kind of look at each other and then <laughs> they reverse, reverse it. it. They say the wrong thing again. Yeah. Right. And she's like, you assholes. There are space herpes on this yeah. ship. And he's just like, yeah, well, yeah, it's not as bad Sorry. As you can live with it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a death sentence. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the end of that joke for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you want to call it a joke, I mean, yeah. it's the end of that whole thing. But Okay. Um, shit. Then they're like, okay. I don't understand why, because they basically be given the direction of where to go to find her father, I think. Except yeah. now they're like, well, we need to chase down this other lead. Because mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, I guess they figured out the runtime was only going to be like 60 minutes if they didn't yeah. do this other thing. So, oh, it's the same thing. So they go to the mist planet. It's, yeah. It's the, it's the, that's, they're, it doesn't seem like it's the thing at first, but that's what they're there to do. But right. I mean, I thought Smokey Joe or whatever his name was, uh, Lanky Nibs was like, <laughs> told him basically where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he did. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're just like, oh, well, you know, the last contact with my dad was found here. Let's go here. So they go to the mist planet, which, doesn't make sense in the we mm-hmm. don't have water thing, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. no. They, it's, it's that's what doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it's established. This is the plant that has the water. That's why they're on Mithra now. No, they're on a different one that's selling all the water to them. Oh, okay. I didn't because realize that. That's okay. because when they meet the leader, well, they they basically get attacked by Amazons on unicorns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, Spamazons and Spoonicorns. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and one of the robots gets stabbed in the chest with a unicorn horn that yeah. breaks off. Rips it right off that yeah. unicorn. Yeah. And, and the other one, so and that, like that everyone. unicorn is toad dead. Yeah. yeah. And Robert York and the princess get get whipped around the neck and then dragged behind the horses. Wait, unicorns are like bee stings? Like if the horn comes off? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Dude, did you never see Legend? I did see Legend. All right. So you yeah. should know the rules about unicorns. Yeah. God. But, Sorry. But anyway. I also want to say that like, we, we've covered in great detail many things, and now we're suddenly glossing over a sudden uh, showing up of Amazons and unicorns. I'm not glossing Amen. over it. I'm asking I'm just... about the unicorn rules. <laughs> All right. I'm just suddenly on Miss Planet. There are Amazons and unicorns out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there are. Yeah. All right. Silent. <laughs> the no unicorns. Less. The unicorns are in stealth mode. They do. They have. They have engaged stealth mode. Yep. But yeah, they basically come up and whip everybody around the neck and then drag them yep. off to uh, yeah, the castle. Everybody but Roscoe. Yeah. 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 Robert Yurik and the princess could both get dragged behind unicorns. Yep. Mm-hmm. And brought to the leader. Who is Bruce Valanche? Uh huh. And basically says, "Hey, they'll do anything I tell them because I control the water here." And, you know, so that's why I'm I'm the leader. So deal with it. If you're over 30, it's Bruce Valanche. For anyone else, it's that weird shaggy guy from Hollywood Squares. If you saw him when you were a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's known as a writer. He has a million T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Big, bushy beard. <laughs> Not as BJ bushy beard. here. When, when no, he was, it's neatly yeah. trimmed here. Yeah. So, but yeah, Bruce Valanche is in this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Bruce Valanche. Yeah. <laughs> and he controls all the Amazons. Yeah. Yeah. Who are, he's basically like... Well, he's probably non-threatening to them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, he, and, and <laughs> he is he is pretty much like, hey, your father's here. So... Yeah. And, and she's like, I demand to see him. He's like, no, oh, not so fast. What do you got for me in exchange? You know, and he's like, oh, we don't have anything. Just let us go see my dad already. And then they just basically bum rush him and his head falls off. 
Well, yeah, because Roscoe like swings in because he did. Oh, that's right. Decides, yeah, right. Uh, we don't need you, Robert Urich. We're going to kill you. Yeah. And that's when Roscoe swings in, kicks him, and his head falls off and rolls down the <laughs> stairs. Yeah. And we're like, wait. There are a lot of severed heads in this movie now like, that well, I think about but it. But this one is like, this off. one's different because it's as though his head was already severed and made to be able to survive independent of his body, which Correct. never, now that I think about it, didn't really move a lot. No. So it may have just been some sort of like robot-y thing that he was I sitting guess. on. Because all he really does is sit in this in this throne and people bring him water and shit. And he just, mm-hmm. he's like, look at my power. Ha ha. But yeah, he gets his head kicked off and rolls down the stairs to which he's still talking. That's that's what mm-hmm. I mean. It's like yeah. his head is is fine, independent of his body. Preserved somehow. Yeah. yeah. And so Robert. And it even seems to have like a metal It's, it's got a ring around it. Yeah. 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 It protects. I guess somebody it's like It's like it. a Futurama head or. Yeah, basically. In some ways reminded me of. Um, uh, the, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yeah, sure. Both of those finest film ever mm, committed right. to film could be. Uh, so, no. uh, so now they got your... the head. He's like, "All right, yes, bring me the head of Bruce Valanche." Yeah. <laughs> and he tickles his nose with a feather. That's right. For half a second, and then Bruce Valanche is like, "Your father's in the other room." Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so, but no, nope. yeah, they go in the other room, and she's like, "Dad," hugs him, and he's like. Hello, daughter. Yeah. She's like, you're a robot. Oh, you're what not my the dad. fuck? An Omega robot. Oh, yes. <laughs> a very... As we come to find out. A very big distinction. Right. But she's like, this is not my dad. Mm-hmm. Bruce Valanche is like, ah, yeah. Yeah. And s- somehow it's basically, he's like, no, your father went into the time warp thing. Again. And she's like, son of a... Yep. So they, they so take they the head. The ship and-, and they take him with, take his head with them yep. and decide we're going. And they eventually find out, like, uh, they're going through the memory bank of the Omega robot. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's got to be some message for my dad in there. And it's just this image of a circle, you know, for kids. And it's it turns, he's like, oh, it's a ring. It has to be a ring. That's the clue. Mm-hmm. And there's like, where's the ring, head of Bruce Valanche? <laughs> he's just like, all right. And just produces it out of his mouth. Bleh. So they take the ring out of Bruce Valanche's yeah. mouth, which is the horse side quest. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> really is. there would be no Camelot. Uh, no, those are the requirements. No. And then so she like puts this ring in another ring and blows on it to where it starts spinning. And then all of a sudden it R2D2s up a hologram mm-hmm. of the dad who's just like, my darling daughter, don't you know the thing has to be gone through and find the do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Basically all- says, <laughs> you gotta go. Is that, is that how yeah, it went? That's pretty much how it was. He yeah. says, I went through the time portal. Yeah. Probably not a good idea, but that's where I am. Mm-hmm. And that's where the seventh world is. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he explains it like a guy, a person from California. <laughs> just like, ah, the words, I can't even bother. Do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. I can't even. Yeah. Uh-huh. Words are hard. Yeah. So, so they, uh, yeah. So like, all right, guess we're going in. And so they set a course mm-hmm. and that's when, uh, Robert Urich decides it's time to check on her in her room. Mm-hmm. He, and he, the princess he's, is bringing her a tape, okay. a sweet, sweet mixtape. I think, yeah, yeah. hot, clear plastic mixtape. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, this is fire right here. Yeah, yeah. I made you a mixtape. It's like some of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah. I thought of them. Well, I mean, I thought of you while I was hearing them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But she's getting a massage from a robot. Yeah, we didn't really mention her robot. She has Percy the robot, which is a fancy robot. It looks just like the other ones. I mean, same mm-hmm. you know basic unit style, except it has cuffs and a and a comically large bow tie. Yep. Yeah. Servant robot, yeah. whatever. Yep. But yeah, there's weird sexy sounds coming out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And Robert York sort of 
barges in. It's like, what's yeah. going on in here? And eventually she comes out. Oh, hi. And mm-hmm. Percy the robot comes out and steam blows out of his ears. And he's like, oh, ma'am, I'll see you later. You know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> also, when she comes out, it is extremely cold in that room. Yeah, it's pretty cold. She's cold a lot in this movie. Yeah. That's what happens when they don't let you wear a bra and just put a tarp over you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is clearly yeah. evident. They are hauling ice. That's true. So uh, the whole ship is true. probably pretty cold. Yeah, but she doesn't help matters either because she was like, oh, I apparently worked him pretty hard. And it's like, yeah, what, it's, what just, what? it's just PG movie <laughs> innuendo after innuendo. Yeah, but it, the, after innuendo, what happens next isn't even innuendo. It's. Hardcore fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they have a well, video screen. Wait a second. <laughs> Easy now, Chuck. Well, they have a video screen behind them that's like showing waves crashing. The tape is the passion okay. nightmare well, of whatever. If, yeah. if the cover of Harlequin Romances is your idea of yeah, hardcore yeah. fucking, then whatever. they are hardcore fucking, Chuck. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just saying the implication of what happens here is sure. more than what most PG movies put up. Well, yes, their sexy time devolves into let's go into this holographic room mm-hmm. that's the, you know, shitty version of the holodeck on this ship yeah. where there's you know waves wave wave party in here yeah and make the sexy time and they turn on the rain machines in this room yeah where i thought water was a valuable commodity but now simulated rain hollow rain rain. recaptured and recycled you know water world mm -hmm. style but they go through the whole process of her like when she's reaching for his belt she's like oh it's so hard it's a lot stiffer than i was expecting it to be and just and then she on says, "On and on, your belt, I mean." Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, then she stops him midway through and is like, "Shouldn't you be at the uh, control console or something like that?" He's like, "Well, actually, yes, I should." And then our PG implication is he goes down on her. Yeah. And then cut to just the biggest waves crashing into something. And also cut to the the, the bridge now doing the auga noise <laughs> right. because the, the alarms are going off and it's the classic submarine like, yeah. you know, we've mm-hmm. got death charges coming in here. And they both show up on the bridge getting dressed. They're tucking in shirts and yep. everything. And they're just like, ah, what's going on? And they're like, ah, oh, yep. this thing we've never seen yeah. before is gaining yep. on us. And it's the dickhead playing card guy. Yep. Because he gets on their comms like, and hey, like, ah. Thanks for leading us straight to where we yeah, couldn't get before. Princess, <laughs> our entire fleet couldn't find them, but you you pulled it off. So good job. Thanks. Now we're going to kill you. We're going to kill you and take your place. So <sighs> they do the thing, which is basically just blow a hole in the ship and push robots through it. Yeah. Which is how all combat happens in this universe. And this starts just chaos. Well, they're chaos hitting because they're hitting this warp area yeah. where it's basically like, OK, time's going to get a little weird. Yeah. And and very, very quickly, they're basically saying that every minute that ticks by in their real time, a year is passing in. They like, get to that. It starts out yeah. like a minute is half an hour. OK. And then it just starts getting ridiculous. Okay. After yeah, that, because the, the in the beginning of the fight, you know, they're just like, all right, robots, go get them. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where Robert Yurik is has to convince a robot to go fight and it shits himself. With oil and nuts and bolts. Yeah. Just flat out shits itself. Yeah. Before going into battle. Although it's redeemed by the next robot trying to go in its place and then just <laughs> and slipping, slipping like it's a banana peel. Just shit. whoop. Well, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be oil. I mean, that's... The, I know, I mean, but if it's... It, if a robot still, worked your it's shit. It's robot you know? shit. It came sure. out of that robot's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next robot slipped right on it. Yeah. Was it a shiny <laughs> to metal To which ass? Robert Urich just shakes his head like, God damn, robots. He's like, you fucking robots. Yeah. But this just... It's not well edited, but it's just chaos. Yeah. In it's this... just just pushing robots into other robots again. And 
in the middle of this fight, like he's like at some point, suddenly Robert Yurick stands up and he's got a big BJ beard going <laughs> and it's like BJ beard. All right. And then like, like and his buddy Roscoe has the big beard mm-hmm. and they're like, oh shit, we're aging. But yeah. they actually, they don't even mention it. Like, no. no, I don't think anybody ever acknowledges the aging part. The of people it. on the bridge, like Angelica Houston is mentioning it. Yeah. Like giving reports. She's like, oh, now it's every minute is a year, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and the princess, you know, at some point they, she had been left on the bridge. She, the nanny and, uh, Angelica Houston, it's like pilot the ship. Yeah. And then she goes, man, I don't feel good at all. And they go back to, and they take her back to the room. And then there's some point, somebody comes to, uh, comes to Robert Urich and is like, hey, the princess needs to talk to you. He's like, I'm a little busy right now with the whole invasion thing. And they're isn't like, no, you gotta Bruce, go. Isn't it Bruce Valanche that comes back on the, on the robot is. body? Yeah, because right. they it put is. him on a robot. They yeah. <laughs> put Bruce Valanche's head on, on a robot, robot body. Yeah. But yeah. And he's like, well, That's my I don't know. Movie. You gotta. The princess needs to talk yeah, to you. I mean, <laughs> I'd put so, my head on a robot body. Would you? Yeah. I'd put your yeah, head on a robot yeah. body too. I'd have like chainsaw hands. <laughs> but yeah, so. Mini gun dick. He goes to the room, <laughs> and the door opens, and there's a baby crying. Yeah, and uh, the princess is pissed. Yeah, she's like, like walks out to the did. door and is like, "Yeah, look what you did." He's and he's like, like "What me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't mine." Yeah. And it pees on him, and he's like, "Ah, yeah." Might yeah. Be he's like, mine. "He's like, sorry about that." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he goes like, yeah, it's probably mine. Sorry about that. Yeah. And, and it back to fight. And leaves. Which I, I'm telling you right now, I want to start a greeting card line that's, you know, the Deadbeat Dad collection. And that's the first card is. Sorry about sorry that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Time's moving pretty fast at this point. And the whole, mm-hmm. like, the, all throughout this, it's like proto 300 type filming of like normal speed and then oh. super fast and then well and they're also using strobes you yeah. know like when you're in the haunted house and everything looks funny that'd be a nightmare to time yeah to, to speed it up to a point where you're not missing the strobes entirely yeah they, a nightmare on film but anyway there's a whole bunch of that yeah. and things will move, go slow go fast yeah. and like their beards are getting longer comically and like ridiculous well Robert time is speeding up like, so fast the first time you see him with a beard he's got a longer beard than everyone else which yeah. I'm, I'm guessing is just like it's look how much more star. manly he is right yeah but then everyone just starts getting ridiculous and so they cut back to the princess who like this five-year-old kid goes running out of the room and she's chasing him and she's like oh you're gonna upset your yeah. nana she's getting very old and she turns the corner <laughs> And sitting in a chair in a maid outfit is a fucking skeleton. <laughs> just, <laughs> and she mourns the death of this woman and right she's like, then. Oh, no. <laughs> and she just breaks down crying. But there is a skeleton in the outfit right That's outside so good. the room. That is such a like... <laughs> I love the fact that they went for that joke. Yeah. And they oh, didn't, that's, like, that's they didn't f- pull some sort of like... It, that's how this woman who's been in the movie... Entire like the entire time is unceremoniously killed yes. by old age. I love it and has decayed enough yes. to be a skeleton. Yep, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and so they cut back to the fight, and now everyone is just fucking ridiculous. Like with they've their- got like Phil Spector white crazy <laughs> yeah. man hair yeah. and giant hermit beards. Yes, and they're they're so old, and they're trying to and fight. They're still fighting. Yeah, and the robots are obviously gaining. You know, because the robots aren't aging and. To be fair, the nanny's probably the only one that's actually a specter. (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn. But like John Matuzak gets killed. And, 
you know, things are looking bad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the princess comes into the room. They're, they're, it's, Robert Urich and the princess aren't even being played by the same people anymore. They're no. they're old people at this point. Yep. And she's just like, oh, what's happening? And then the Robert Urich Jr. has arrived on scene and yep. just pirates his way into the room like the most perfect person ever just like da 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 and hands on hips yeah. and like i'm here to save you and and basically has mm-hmm. is just standing there posing yep and they're like son you saved us thank you <laughs> oh it's so but wonderful i do love that right before she comes in like before she comes to robert urich's mm-hmm. old version of robert urich mm-hmm. is she walks by someone with who's got like just a mace, you know, that ball with the spikes on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And gets her her hair, which is like down to her feet, gets her hair caught in it for right. a second yeah. and then like has to pull it out of this mace. Yeah. And and Robert Urick has saved uh, Robert Urick Jr. has saved them from the playing card king who has burst in and he's also oh, 900 he's years old too. and completely useless. And mm-hmm. Robert Urick just kind of pushes him out of the way. Just like, ha ha, da da da. Mm-hmm. And then the film just kind of starts phasing back to the shot on the bridge where they were yeah. all just looking out the view screen. And then it just jump cuts back and forth a few times. And then all of a sudden they're like, everyone like it, then it's suddenly everyone's on the bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and they it, did when it first started. And they're like, wait, what the. And Angelica Houston is basically like, we're at the same point we were before. On well, the timeline. And, uh, we're, well, we're through the time war. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and Ron Perlman goes, that just happened, right? <laughs> like, like everyone else just. Yeah. Experience that, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, there's no sign of the other ship. Yeah. So they must have been one degree off. Right? It's That's what Roscoe figures out. They were one degree off when they entered, mm-hmm. which sent them spinning into infinity. Right. Oh, well. They'll never emerge. No. But they come in and they have reached the seventh planet or seventh world or whatever it is. And it's Earth. Yeah, it's Earth where there are abundant resources and plenty of water. And, and they're like, sweet. Yeah, they go water, sweet, and they go. I guess this means we're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> freeze frame credits. Bam credits. Did the freeze frame? Not even a circle wipe. Nope. Just boom. Cast. The end. Yeah. The ice pirates. <laughs> and super fast credits too. Yeah, with with stills for the movie throughout. Yeah, yeah. Which highlights is of the fun. film, which is always fun because it makes you feel like the end of a Fall Guy episode. <laughs> Yes, exactly. it was like that quality in your movie. Yeah, you do. That's what you want. Yep. Yeah. The Ice Pirates has ended. Yeah. Kind of 10 minutes before it needed to. Kind of. <laughs> kind of wanted to see what the deal is with Earth. Like, it, it, where? water. That's it, all they cared about. I don't know. I just kind of was interested, like, where is this Earth? Like, mm-hmm. what time frame is, are is we in? Is her dad there? Yeah. Where, what what happened? Know, Starbuck there? What's happening? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Not important. I guess not. Nope. Maybe we can have that on the on the news in the background of our robot murder movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ice Pirates have found Earth and everything's cool. <laughs> Things are great. While the robot is just <laughs> still just <laughs> tying Slowly on the thing. tying on yeah. this. It just it's... pans across like all the newspaper articles like death of robot family, ice pirates find Earth, mm-hmm. <laughs> humanity saved. <laughs> now I'm time to murder. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, the robot has to get to Earth. To kill the ice pirates because they killed his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, well, he's got to start with the space cops first because the space cops killed one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Murder them and then get a giant nuclear missile pointed towards Earth. Right. <laughs> that would bring on now it's becoming family. a full-fledged ice pirate yeah. sequel. Sorry, yeah. guys. We lied in our initial pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. 
You just back us at our Kickstarter. Yep. We will we'll no, take that's care why of it. We, we, we pitched it because it wasn't necessarily going to be a sequel, but we really wanted to make a sequel. Yeah, see? And yeah. So, no Stargrove. <clears throat> no. Uh, soundtrack is kind of what you'd expect of a Star Wars spacey knockoff type thing, but there's also like electric guitars at some points during fights and... They saved the best piece of music for the closing credits. Like, that continuous piece of music, I don't think was used at any point in the movie. No. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Some wailing guitar bullshit. Yeah. But, yeah. This movie kind of needed its own theme song, like someone singing about the Ice Pirates. I think so. Uh, we need to commission someone to write an Ice Pirates For the sequel. Yeah, yeah, for the sequel. Yeah. Which is now a full-fledged sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Angelica Houston. Mm. <laughs> She might do it. She probably would. I'm pretty sure we could if get, we get Wes Anderson to direct. We could get Ron Perlman. That's like no problem. Oh yeah, oh, Ron Perlman's yeah. on oh, board. Yeah. He's like, is there makeup? Yeah, and be like, yes, yes. You get to play a different character. <laughs> I'm in. No. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we rate this now. Yep. Yeah. I can go. Yeah. I, I want to give my rating independent of everybody else's. Okay. Uh, well, I just <laughs> That's I mean, how we always do. Well, it. I mean, I feel like sometimes you know we listen and we're like, I don't know, maybe I'm just yeah. I'm going to throw mine out there, set a baseline. All right. I'm going to give this H two jocks. Oh, because <laughs> it's in rare supply. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that why you wanted to do it? Because you wanted to shoehorn that fucking pun in there, <laughs> make a dice joke. Yeah. Um. No, I. This movie has problems, obviously. <laughs> yeah. The, the first five minutes is like really dumb, but like, man, when when it calms down, like after that initial scene and it calms down, I, I still kind of love this movie. I, I, I've i seen this movie. It's been a long time, but probably not quite as long as Chuck. Um, and I'm sure I didn't see it as many times as Chuck growing up, but I, I mean, I've this always had like a little soft spot somewhere in the back of my heart along with like Space Hunter. So... You know, I just like I still like this movie. I mean, it's it's got some weird it it, it actually I'll back that up. I'll say normally it bothers me in a movie when a movie kind of misses its target audience. But there's something about this one kind of missing it so spectacularly that it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of amazing because um, I don't like I don't like a rated R movie. That's like they threw in a bunch of swear words and then but the plot and everything. Everyone's actions is so childish. And inversely, yeah. I don't like, you know, kids movies being too deep for their own good that it's yeah. like you're, you've alienated your audience but like i feel like this one despite the fact that you would probably never like these days you could probably never want to show a child this movie no it's kind of a shame though because like i grew up with this movie and i think i'm okay you know no. so oh, i'm not okay no. um all right well that's it's easily a pg-13 i've got some yeah. i've got some issues to work through apparently it, it's a pg-13 movie sure yeah. but i'm just saying like there's a lot of dumb goofy <laughs> stuff to be enjoyed as a kid even if you don't understand everything and all of the the bad jokes and things that don't necessarily belong there. Um, mm-hmm. so all in all, it's like, it's not super high, but I, I find this movie pretty entertaining. So two jocks. Hmm. I found it more. In, uh, I found it more entertaining. Did you? Yes. Good. Like I found it four jocks entertaining. <laughs> Cause I, I have this ah. appreciation of movies that go for it. And this movie goes insane. And and I was sitting like I was at probably two, and then when the time travel stuff started, and like I was not prepared for what was about like for how that all went down, like that they were basically going to grow old and die in the span of like five <laughs> minutes, in the middle of a gigantic fight scene. I love how it feels like it 
just gets exponentially faster. Like yep. as you know, as the minutes go on, it just gets like time just goes. It starts off kind of slow, and like mm-hmm. Robert Urich's beard appears, yeah, and then it just gets a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And she's like, "I'm pregnant," and then from that point, it really starts to ramp up. The curve gets a oh, lot yeah. steeper. That it's part like I thought was really. They fun. had so many gags, and they just started cramming them all in in that one part that I just, it, I had so much fun, and yeah, so I'm I'm going four. It's not like a, a super like it's not like oh my god I'm almost a five like it was I was teetering between a three and a four but I, I think about how much I enjoyed this and I'm going with a four, despite the beginning just kind of being really like you really have to settle into the tone of this movie. Like it takes a while to really figure out what it's going for. And I think that's why that first five minutes feels so weird is it's kind of like, I don't know what, like what is happening? Like, who is this for? What is this? But once you get there, I think it's a lot of fun. Chuck, why don't you go? <laughs> you, you look like you're about to explode. No, I'm just thinking. Just All right. <laughs> we'll put those thinkings into words. Okay. Um, I realize I tend to like a lot of things that, people in the room think are pretty terrible uh i usually stand alone on stuff like that uh yes admittedly i've probably seen this movie more than anyone else in the room or the planet that also is possible i was sitting here watching this and admittedly could remember full lines of dialogue and music cues and a lot of it was coming back to me as i was watching it but I don't like it anymore. Oh no! <laughs> it's, oh no! Are you okay, Chuck? It, it hurt me in a way that I Aww. wasn't expecting. Um, the first five minutes are a pretty brutal slap in the face, and it does get better after that. And I admittedly love the last like five minutes of this thing where it, they just go out of control, crazy with it. But I think as a movie, it it's bad. I mean, it's like yeah it's like none of these characters are people they have no motivation whatsoever they're just like he's a pirate and go and it's like okay well why and i I just i don't i'm I'm not gonna get critical about this movie because it's the fucking ice pirates but i was sitting at three bags for a long time in this thing uh i'm gonna bump it up to two bags because I, i do like the ending uh, I like this the set design and stuff like that and the costumes and stuff like that. I think there are a couple of good jokes in it, but I think a lot of it is just there's a I think there's a lot more of the robot crap in this movie than you guys are remembering. I think you blocked it out pretty quickly and there's a mm. lot of it is just oh, yeah. pushing robots around and kicking them in the butt and they're just like limping around and it's uh, I just I I no no sorry. Wow. Kind of shocked, Chuck. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm so surprised at that. I'm. I'm I, I know. I am nearly shocked into silence. Like it feels like you're making up for loving it so much as a kid. No, I don't think so. I I really had not seen this movie in 25 years. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm curious. You you liked it so much. You liked it so much that you watched a million times, and now you, now you would not recommend this at all. Uh, this movie was on a tape with Splash and Never Say Never Again. Okay. Never Say Never Again is also garbage. I saw Never Say Never Again a million times as a kid. Okay. It's just you get to an adult and you realize there are certain aspects of filmmaking that this movie fails at 
It's a lot of them for me. I just I can't I can't look at this with nostalgia. It just it didn't work that way for me. Other movies have this one just just didn't. Hmm. That's it. It just strikes me odd, and uh, I'm I'm somewhat saddened by it. Like I'm saddened for you that it is now. I'm not happy about it either. You're totally not happy about it either. Chuck's gonna start drinking, guys. Um, let's just mm-hmm. make sure to check in on him throughout the week. I'll be all right. I'll watch Bug Rubanza. All right, so- <laughs> all right, BJ. So what'd you think? Okay. Um, I am required by space and or robot law to give this uh three jocks. Um. There is a lot about this that that there are a lot of problems with, but there's just so much weird shit that happens in this movie, and it's gleefully weird. Uh, granted, yes, there there is probably too much, like, just robots shoving each other, but mm-hmm. there's some sort of bizarre charm to that as well. Like, when they're just... <laughs> There's a moment when the the two groups of robots are fighting each other and uh, Jason is just putting robots back together. Like he's putting his robots back together and pushing them up and like, go fight and just keeps grabbing robot parts and putting them together and shoving them off to fight as they're getting like, you know, as they're getting broken and little things like that and the, the fact that they're just Somehow they ended up with a PG rating, but they went for it on so many things in, in this. Mm-hmm. There's a couple it's of shots just... involving the robots that I actually, I mean, I was paying attention to robot shit because there's a couple of shots. I'm like actually curious about how they did it because like there's a couple of shots where there's like robots moving that are like on the ground missing parts of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. were there holes cut in the floor? Did they hire like, you know, people that were, you know, they're little people. What, were there little robots. people? Were yeah. there like you know? Yeah. Were there people missing limbs in certain scenes? Yeah. I mean, I was just like, did they actually go all out and like cast these things? Or did they just, yeah? And all I that. I'm I saying like, it's, it, there's like, there's one shot in particular where there's like, there's a halved robot like mm-hmm. sitting on the ground, but it's moving around and doing things. And I'm like, is that just a hole in the floor? Or is there like you know a person missing like their lower half there? They had little Probably. people in other scenes, yeah, yeah. especially the the space cantina stuff. So I think they just sure, put a robot on, ro- suit on them, possibly. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, like a lot of the practical effects were really good. Um, I mean, there have been better, obviously, but like for a movie like this, there was a lot of stuff that was way better than it than it deserved to be. Second act dragged to me a bit, but like that last that last ten minutes of that movie with the the aging gimmick is so good. I just I love the fact that they that they took the chance to do that and they did a pretty damn good job with it like they didn't take it easy in the finale i mean they went no. for it yeah like they can't they had a goofy idea and they executed it like yeah. they they executed it fairly well i mean it looked goofy but the entirety of this movie looks goofy like mm-hmm. if you just look at angelica houston's first outfit you know this movie is going to be fucking wacky yeah. um it definitely feels it like also, a candidate for a remake I guess that's it. it. We're straight up remaking Ice Pirates, y'all. I mean, <laughs> but but it does. I mean, like I love the idea that it presents, especially like almost like a, get a remake just to do that third act with the time stuff, yeah, and have just crazy fun with it in a way that's more coherent than this is because it is very chaotic and it's almost like we filmed a bunch of scenes and we're just kind of stitching them all together. The problem is you're going to get it one of a few ways. You're going to get it grimdark. 
You're gonna get fucking mm-hmm. space pirates, yeah. and you're gonna get somebody that talks like this to be to be Jason. <laughs> um, and he's gonna punch people to death, and it's gonna be like PG-13. Well, I'd be okay with that if it's done, you know, cleverly, because but it's not... you can make it look like that, but then still go for all the really goofy ass jokes. But mm. it's not. They're like, gonna do like it's gonna be like Batman Begins. Ah. You know, it's gonna be fucking dark and serious and bloody and all gray. Or you're gonna get the um I almost said black shampoo. What's the <laughs> Black Dynamite? Black Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> um are you gonna get the black dynamite treatment where it's like, eh? Eh? Yeah. Get it? Huh? Huh? See what I'm talking about? Huh? I guess. I, I just I feel like it's or you're gonna that... get a bunch of fart jokes. Yeah. We got more that. fart, more fart, jokes. more fart jokes. Okay. I, I guess in my perfect world, you take that script and then you remake it word for word, but you do it in a way that comes together better filmmaking wise. Yeah. Well, I mean, they f- fucked that up doing trying to do that with Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, True. I just don't have any. I, I don't have any faith in quote unquote. You know the the remake, like especially if you're trying to if you're going to try to recapture what this is mm-hmm. somebody's True. gonna be like i want to put my own artistic spin on it yeah then fuck them i just want to make a killer robot revenge movie yeah that's the movie robot. we need to make so that, for killing his robot family yep. that's all i wanted they could the robots and, can go through the time warp with some and humans and find a way, yeah find a way to send through that time warp yeah. then and you'll make me happy because yeah because i mean he can take let's out, do the time warp <laughs> again I mean, he could <laughs> he could take out the people you know that cra- like the cops that could crash the car and killed his robot wife but he's still got robert york who ran ran a kid over with a motorcycle so he's got to get to the seventh world man well yeah i mean no he does yeah that's the only way he can go yeah but yeah so there's there's got to be a reason to go through the time warp because last we know that's but, but robert york's dead well not in the cinematic universe. <laughs> no, but in the real universe where you have to use him for... Jason sin- is alive. Okay. Yeah. Who's going to play Jason? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I, I, I can cast it, Robert York. It's okay. These, can, these things can happen. Look at the Mon Mothra they cast for Star Wars Rogue One thing. You can do these things. It's true. Right. Fair enough. All right. Let's take a break, shall we? Okay. All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey, second half. Half number two. It is the second half. Mm-hmm. Hey, half the I think deuce. this is the time where we talk about some additional movies. Oh, yeah. Other movies. Hmm. Um, I think you saw the newest of the new. I did. I saw Hardcore Henry. Did you? I did. Yeah. You basically usurped my idea from yesterday because I ended up not going. I, was yeah, saying, I thought well, you were going to see Hardcore I, I did not. Yeah, it just kind of, it ended up that way. My wife actually wanted to see it more than I did, so oh. go figure. I figured I was going to need a Dramamine, which I didn't. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that movie, it's all in first person. So That's kind of what they build, right? Yeah. And that works a lot of the time. Like it's, and, and it does not, it's not like real time. There's no cuts. They don't even bother with that. They do it in a way that like basically Henry is a cyborg 
And uh, so there is digital breaks in the footage and that sort of thing. But I mean, some action scenes, they're just like, they're not, they don't bother to try and stitch it together. They're just like, oh, he was in this hallway. No, now he's here now. You know, they don't, they don't do any of that, which I think works to this movie's benefit. Mm -hmm. But it is, uh, it is nonstop brutal action. It is the kind of like R rated, holy shit, that's gory. Those dudes got fucked up movie that we tend to enjoy. Hmm. But it's really tough to shake the feeling that you're watching like the weird cutscene in the middle of a first person shooter. Like there's just no way around it. It always has that weird feel to it mm-hmm. that I just couldn't quite shake. It, you know, despite like, Oh, they're Charlotte Copley being Jimmy, the best character in a long time. Like Jimmy <laughs> in that movie is fucking awesome. Like he is the reason to see that movie. And that's all I'm going to say is that, it's I, I don't even I, I almost don't even want to explain the plot in a way, but it's like it's out there and crazy and sci fi ish. And like just me starting with Henry is a cyborg gives you a good idea. And the bad guy is like such an over the top out there, like walked out of an anime and is now a human character in a movie type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's that movie's a hell of a lot of fun. But it is all it is crazy, and the only problem I really had with it is that a lot of the first person like fist fight type stuff doesn't work quite as well because it gets too chaotic because it's first person, obviously. But when they're doing like the shooting sections, like when there's a, a strip club where there's a shootout in there, that part is fucking amazing. There's a the car chase that they show in the commercial, like where he jumps on top of the car, throws a grenade in, blows up, jumps off the top of the van, and lands on a motorcycle behind him, like. There's some crazy ass stunt work in this. And there's a lot of like a lot of parkour stuff that you can tell is just parkour dudes that are like, yeah, hey, climb that building. And they're like, okay, we'll strap a GoPro to you and do it. And like, that's your footage. It's and, and it's the type of thing like it's not even like that erase the wires. It's like there's no way to film it if they had wires attached to them. So there's a lot of crazy ass stunt work that, you know, you can definitely appreciate, you know, especially people like us will appreciate so, I mean, overall, like how, I mean, how well is the movie made? I mean, like, I know you said there's like, I guess they explain the kind of jarring cuts, sort of? Kind of. Okay. I mean, is it well made? Like, I mean, yeah. this is, it's a oh, high yeah. concept movie, to be sure. Yeah. Oh. It, it is definitely like, it's, you know, the way, like, it definitely, I hate to say it, it feels like it's filmed with a GoPro, but that doesn't necessarily detract from it as much yeah. as you think. Well, as long as it was made by Go professionals, then yeah, you know, it's, uh-huh. yeah. But it's it's crazy, it, like it, it's crazy in a good way. And I think that it's like filmmaking wise, it. I don't want to say like it's it's hard to say like it feels like a real movie because because of that first person thing, it sure. always has that slight feel of something made for a video game or something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. It... I read a thing today, and I mean it's it's an interesting theory. They were they were speculating that like. I mean, sure, a movie like this had to come along. They they've teased it in other movies, you know, from mm-hmm. Doom to even I heard the like there's an opening scene in uh, that Brothers Grimsby that's like almost this yeah. first person thing. But you know, for them to finally go all out and make a whole movie that they were theorizing, like, what if this is like the template for 
the future of VR movies. You know, like yeah, like I, I there is there was a point where I was like, this would probably be a pretty fucking sweet VR thing to be. Yeah. But the problem is, you're not controlling, looking around. Sure. You would just be. Yeah, I'm just saying, like experiencing that basically in a better version of 3D. Which this was not, I don't believe it was filmed in 3D or anything like that. Yeah, no, so, I don't think it was. I think they yeah. probably had to draw the line there. Well, because then you'd have to strap two Crow Pros to... Well, it was, it was apparently a lot lower budget than you'd think from some of the crazy shit that they do in this movie. Hmm. But well, uh, like, like a GoPro Hero is like $400, so... Yeah. No, no, but some of the crazy <laughs> shit they do in this, like, stuntmen died for this movie type stuff. Oh, so it's filmed in Thailand. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Russia. Close enough, uh, yeah. right? Oh, Close. Okay, yeah. yeah, but it's... <laughs> Basically, all of Asia, it's life's expendable. Just right. Yeah, but but I think like like if you're an action fan, you should probably see this. Yeah, is what I, I'm going to say. And I didn't have a problem in the theater. We were near the back, so I don't know if that makes a difference. But there was no point where I got nauseous. But it's also, it's got a really good sense of humor, especially in the music they use. Okay. Um, there, I'm, I'm there, actually supremely disappointed. I did not make the choice to go see this because it's yeah. everything by all accounts. It sounds like exactly would yeah. be up my alley. But, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but it is it is gory as hell, yeah. and I I need to see a kill counter on that because it puts John Wick to shame. Oh dear, I'll just put okay. it that way. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Okay. Um, I have zero segue because the movie I saw is not even remotely related. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw the movie Sisters, the Tina Fey Amy Poehler movie. Yeah. Um, shot all in first person. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know why, I mean, I, besides liking both of those actresses and, and, you know, the writing work and basically everything they do, um, like I, I've something about like, like I, I think Tina Fey is like funny and I think she's a great writer, but like most of her cinematic efforts, like where she's got a starring vehicle have been kind of like, well, I have no interest in seeing that. It just seems like most of the things she's been attached to, it's just like, I have no interest in seeing this. And I think it was just the combination of the two of them. It's like, all right, I'll give this a chance. And I'm, I'm really glad I did. I thought this movie was like fantastic. Um, It's actually, it's, it's weird because I don't know if you ever have like movies that just happen to hit you at like the right time in your life, if you will. Like just, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, this is like got some weird parallels to what happens to be going on in my life. Right. And so like, maybe it just hit me like an extra step further, but it's, it's strange because, you know, we were dealing with both, I, I guessing they're using basically their real age. They're very close in age. They're both like early 40s, I believe. Um, so like they're playing these two sisters, as the name would imply, and their their parents have basically, they're, they're both like uh, not fully functional human beings, but in two different ways. Like one is too obsessed with helping people to her detriment. And the other one is just like can never take responsibility kind of thing, but they're both kind of losers in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and their parents just kind of out of the day are like out of, out of the blue one day are like, Hey, we're selling the house, you know, that, that you grew up in like the family house. We're selling it. We're, you know, so come get your shit basically. <laughs> and they get there to get, they, you know, they get home to go get their shit. And, the, and they, there's like already a sold sign on the house. They're like, yeah, actually we already sold the house. It's, it's gone by Monday. So oh. they, their plan is like, we're going to spend one last weekend and have a party in our the house. We grew up in and have some memories and stuff like that. And it's like it's such a simple concept, but like the things that like the the things that they end up going through, um, and like people that they reconnect with, and like past experiences. It's just it's very weird because like I'm very similar to the age range in this movie where it's like these kind of things are happening in my life, and it's like it was just weird like all the parallels and how like the jokes are funny, but then like when it gets serious, it's actually kind of makes some good points mm-hmm. and stuff. And I don't know, I just I mean it's not a stellar movie or anything like that, but I I I laughed really hard at some of the jokes like really hard at one joke and um 
you know, it, I just thought it was a pretty quality little little movie. You know. It clicked with you. It clicked. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I mean, it's like not like it's going to hit everybody. You know, it's probably not for everybody. I mean, there's a couple jokes I still think are funny. I don't care who you are or what your experiences are. They're just plain funny. And and there's a couple of like uh, just stupid, dumb physical humor that actually really works. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that time, a lot of the movies like this, they would go for like the dumb sound effect or something like that. And it would just ruin the whole thing of like, OK, this might have been funny, but you played it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think they played this one scene just perfectly hmm. it's very funny so that's my recommendation for sisters i think i saw the unrated version i don't know what that i didn't do the research on what I, that entails mm. but i think that's just what the blu-ray i had was, was hardcore no nudity yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's probably one of those like there's seven extra seconds with yeah. you know two more fuck extra jokes. extra blood <laughs> squibs <laughs> yeah oh man extra squibs that's pretty good but yeah that's that. That's the movie I saw. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anybody else? No, it's only yeah. been like twelve hours since our last podcast. <laughs> right. Didn't have enough time. It's early this week. <laughs> so you guys want some, uh, some Patreon type stuff going on here? We got some would, Patreon shoutouts. I would love those. Shout-outs. I want to hear from the people. Yeah. Uh, well then, guess what? <laughs> You're about to. Uh, first one is from Kelsey, who just said, "Hey." Mention my Twitter and then I'm rad, which she is. And her Twitter is K-E-L-S-E-Y-W-H-O. Kelsey who? And she's who? rad. She is. She is the coolest librarian you're going to follow on Twitter. We're glasses um, twins. Wouldn't it actually yeah? be Kelsey yeah. whom? <laughs> no, sorry. Oh. No, she's a librarian. <laughs> I'm I think she knows better than you. I know. I'm just... <laughs> no. I don't even know. I'm just Maybe it's throwing name. it out there because that's what people do. No. But she's supposed to, she's, mean, or is that what people do? She's yes. posted some really cool stuff lately. <laughs> so, and and Chuck even made up with her. Apparently, they they, they had, had a Twitter. Out. They had a Twitter beef. They had a weird beef. Yeah, they had a weird beef that they don't even know how no, the y'all beef had a started. Beef. Don't even know how the beef started. I blame we're friends Chuck. again. I blame Chuck. I really think it was. Oh, Chuck. of course it was my fault. Absolutely, yeah, it was my. It was, my name is Smarmy Jerkface on Twitter. Yeah, of course you, it was my. You probably fault. said something. I did. Stupid. I said something stupid. Look, and I offended a nice lady. Must have been a rad lady. And why? Well, <laughs> hopefully she accepts your apology, Chuck. I I think she did. Yeah. Well, good. Thank you for your unblocked I'll, me because I'll, she's. I'll rad. accept your apology on her behalf. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what that'll get you. But she already I'll, accepted. Oh, okay. Apology, so. Yeah. So we're good. Uh, the next one up is from one of our sponsors who, as they put it, the this, this is a little weird because we're, I'm not sure how much we're supposed to say or not uh, by what they Just, sent. But I'm just going to say, read what you feel, man. Yeah. They said, uh, hey, guys, we're not unfriendly as a studio. We're currently under a mass of NDAs until next year means work. But being careful about what we're working on as to keep working. So how about friends of ours who have completed work? So that's cool. We said, okay to that. Yeah. So uh, they said, we'd like to we'd like our shout out to go to Tracy Faselli, writer, director and producer of the short film How I Got Made. Set in 1981, Gabby, a nine-year-old girl, comes up with a unique way to deal with the school bully after she watches The Godfather with her dad. It's won Best Short Film from the Ozark Foothills Film Festival, runner-up Tennessee Horizon Audience Award for Best Short Film at the Nashville Film Festival, second place Best Tennessee Film and the Audience Choice Award at the Knoxville Film Festival, and many others. The next screening is at the Ozark Foothills Film Fest Tour in Milledgeville, Georgia, April 14th through 17th. Uh, the trailer, there's a link for the trailer on Vimeo, which we'll post in the, uh, with the show. And, uh, for more information, y'all can check out her Facebook 
which is facebook.com slash how I got made or follow Tracy on Twitter at at Tracy Facelli, F-A-C-E-L-L-I-T-R-A-C-Y. So, so yeah. Uh, I've been to Milledgeville. I'm amazed really? they have a film festival. Really? They oh. barely have a convenience store. <laughs> maybe that's where the uh, maybe that's where the uh, film festival is. Maybe. Yeah. At the convenience store? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I Hey, don't besmirch this film festival. I'm not. More film festival than we put on, man. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. They probably have a TV on a cart. <laughs> I, they I'm wheel sure. it out and they got a laser disc a like, strap around it what is it like sixth grade yeah yeah sure see this is how i get into where it's strapped on it's, twitter where it's strapped onto the car yeah exactly you can't get that it, yeah. thing off yeah well if you hit a bump you don't want it to fall over and but yeah but they they did mention that their uh crew loves us and everyone else appreciates our good humor and balance and ass jokes and that's the important part is that yeah. people love us so I'm glad I, we have I, balance. I'm not even sure if I'm able to name you guys, but thank you. You know who you are. So we appreciate it. They didn't want to be named. They wanted nope. this director, nope. this fine director of a short film to be named. Yeah. Well. And promoted. Well, that's cool. And that's what we're going to do. So check out how I got made. If you can get to that film festival. Mm-hmm. And it has an IMDb page, so it's a real movie. You yeah. That's, don't steal it. No. Or go, we'll kill go to you. Milledgeville and check it out. Vote. Milledgeville's <laughs> near Macon. I know. Oh, I'm telling that for the people. Well, I know there you go. Know. That's that should be motivational enough, right there. Get and your if you're ass in to Macon. Macon, and if you're in Macon, uh, <laughs> say hi to AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Styles, nice. <clears throat> but no, it gives you an excuse to get the fuck out of Macon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's advice we all can use. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, you, only better, thing- you better be making your <laughs> way out of here. <laughs> oh Jesus. We're so sorry, Macon. No, we're not. We should stop fuck making jokes. No, all right, yeah, fuck you, Macon. I've been yeah. to Macon. Fuck yeah. Macon. Jesus. Fuck Macon. Hey, that, Macon, Macon is my Pensacola. I would like, like, I would like my... to Macon fuck. Holy, <laughs> Holy crap, you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have an, uh, an irrational hatred for Macon, just like BJ's Pensacola. So well, like, I don't like Macon either. So. Right. Well, I got well, Pensacola smells. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad this film festival is not in Macon. Well, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. Macon can't handle that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Macon. Uh <laughs> Only other thing we'll mention, uh, Musum commented on our uh, on the uh, podcast where we talked about Batman versus Superman, uh-huh. and he said, uh, I was catching up, and Mackie mentioned this was going to happen, so I googled it, and it did, and he sends us a link to Armand White's National Review review of Batman v Superman. Best movie ever? Uh-huh. Uh, best superhero movie ever. Oh, okay. It's, it's, uh-huh. There's a lot of very deep meanings, apparently. Oh, okay, good. There, there were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there were. But yeah. uh, also... Because Musum, he did, uh, we also do a video game podcast, in case you guys didn't know that. We do. Called No Quarters. And Musum wrote the theme song for that, mm-hmm. as well as the break music and the outro music, which is a longer version of the theme song. But uh, he has a new album out. So go to musum.bandcamp.com, M-U-S-I-M.bandcamp.com, and check it out. New album. It's pretty cool. And he's done, uh, he's done theme songs for a few podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's but, uh, prolific, but yeah, he's a good dude. He did he did theme music for us, so of course we're gonna say, hey, absolutely, yeah, check out his new album, which is for sale cheaper on Bandcamp than it is uh, in other places because mm-hmm. I think he's on Google Music also. But he said Bandcamp, also it's a like, better deal. Yeah, it was, I think all the money goes to the artist on Bandcamp yeah. too, unlike mm-hmm. other places. Yeah, yeah, and he's probably not from Macon. No, I, I'm pretty sure I, I can I, guarantee that he is yep. from. Just saying. 
He's from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. But yeah, the new album's called <laughs> Sea of Ghosts. Ooh. So check it out. It is the sequel to B of Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, S-E-A. Oh. It's in the ocean. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R? You'd think it's the R, but actually it's the C. Uh, that's a good joke, too. It's the best. It's a... Because you can do it either way. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why it's such a great joke. Wow. All right. So, Jokes. Uh, so you want to give us some contact information, BJ? No, but I will anyway. Please do. BMFcast.com is the website. Send emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-DOCS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Check out that Patreon. Well, yeah, we, obviously. We appreciate everyone that's on Patreon. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much for your contributions to our hookers and cocaine fund. No, 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 Yay. no, no, no. And we are, we to are my wo- hookers and cocaine. Fund. We are working on the merchandising because yep. we, yes. we have hit that goal. I don't know that we mentioned it here on the air or just Twitter and stuff. We have mentioned it on the. Okay, air. but yeah, we are working on. We're working. Merch. Yes, we're working towards merch. Merch is being thought about. BMF cast panties and condoms and French ticklers and <laughs> space herpes. waffle irons. Yeah, <laughs> get you some BMF cast Man. space herpes. It's, it's the really, gift that keeps on giving. Really. BMF it really is. <laughs> especially especially coated strain of herpes that will yeah. make our logo appear on your genitals. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can come and get In some. sores. We will give you some uh, BMF cast shingles because um, oh. we'll basically just give you chicken pox. The BMF cast is already inside then you. Then you'll have the shingles forever. <laughs> We're just going to yeah. reactivate your. Right. Yes. So now you guys have talked everyone out of merch. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> these they, are this is these are the things we're talking through. It. These are going to get tossed aside. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, these, we're just spitballing. No, here. no idea is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I think yeah. I'm working on BMF cast fireworks and um, one time use only. Oh, explosions, handguns. <laughs> okay, no. Also, also <laughs> one time use only. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now, hmm. the handguns. You can only buy them at shows. Right, right, you can't, right, or on the can't get them. You have to way. buy them live at, uh, in yeah. the studio, or if you mm-hmm. trade a pinball machine for them. Apparently, yes. that works as well. That does work very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BMF yeah. cast wood flooring. Uh huh. But if you just want to donate a dollar <laughs> <laughs> and get our bonus podcast, that's yeah. right. You know, we if, do a bonus show. As if this stuff isn't hot enough for you. If you want even hotter, yeah, yeah, too hot for Bamcast. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to hear these kind of stupid conversations plus road and or food noise, <laughs> yeah, then yes, please come subscribe for any amount on Patreon, and then you get it. Maybe yep. I shouldn't be an advertiser because <laughs> that doesn't no, sound too good. That's pretty good. All right, no, it's great. Yeah, it just needs a jingle. <laughs> yeah, just set it to music and it's if all. If you like official. this kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. would you like road noise? Yep. maybe some food. There it is. Yep. <laughs> Bonus bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hard sell. All Can't right. end it any better than that. Nah. All right. Well. All right, well, yeah, so let's, let, let's end it there then. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out.